Tennessee, a show that uncovers the weird and wild stories behind the fonts that just aren't quite our type. I'm Lena Hall, and I'm here with our producer, Sean. I'm Sean. You're Sean. I'm gonna be honest, I thought you were gonna interrupt me. I I didn't I just wanted to I appreciate the generosity of that bit. That was that was wild. <laughs> we are in the office today. We are literally in an office we today. We are in an office. I mean, it, it, it's more of a closet. It is generous to call it an office, but we are in the office. We are in the office. If you were a character in the office, oh no, who would you be? Oh no, I I'm I'm afraid that I might be Toby, and I don't <laughs> I don't want that for myself. <laughs> I don't myself. think you're Toby. You Toby don't think I'm Toby? Being, oh, Toby ends up being a creep. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, maybe I'm Pam. <gasps> That yeah, I could see that. Yeah, except no, constantly yeah. putting out bowls of treats. Yeah, Let's she's be, an artist. I'm Michael, aren't I? No, no, no. <laughs> Thank God, I was worried there for a minute. If I were anyone, that's like yeah. Who? Su- oh you, my God. You've opened up this gauntlet. I've opened up this. It's a terrifying. Am I a gauntlet. bit of a gym? I feel like I'm a little bit of a gym. You could be a gym. I feel like I'm a little. You're bit constantly of a gym. doing pranks to Dwight, and I, that that is certainly a gym thing. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, you, I, I'm Dwight best, has complained several times. I'm to best HR. friends with Rain Wilson. <laughs> Did you know that Rain Wilson plays the bassoon? <laughs> no, I can't say that. He I has knew. a book. He has a book about it's playing the bassoon. The Bassoon King. Okay. You can. Is find, he a bassoon like he's expert? He's like a very good bassoon player. This is okay. I when does in, he have time to play the bassoon? I, in between filmings of the Meg movies, I don't know. He was in those. <laughs> no one was in the Meg movies. No one's ever seen them to confirm that I they were actually seen, real. I might have seen You've them. seen all the of them. The second one is about to come out, <laughs> and I will be seeing it. What's I, What's the new Meg this time? Um, Meg Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh no! Yeah, that's problematic. <laughs> I, it's not copyrighted, don't worry. <laughs> Speaking of copyright. Speaking of copyright. <laughs> I don't well, know do where you know I was why, heading with that. I, do you know why I'm thinking of the television show The Office? Tell me why you're thinking of The Office. Well, I was thinking of it specifically around a typeface that I am that is just a thorn in my side. A thorn in a, your dang side? Ow, my side. It oh, hurts. get that out of there. Ouch. Um, <laughs> well, I'm thinking about that show is, especially the early seasons, are about the mentality of working in an office yeah. it is it is a drudgery a very mundane experience cubicle living cubicle living and the way that they frame it is with i think the most ubiquitous typeface of the 1980s especially but also the 70s and 90s and into today yes. just like a <laughs> classic rock station the 80s 90s and today that's an old reference because it's about terrestrial radio and it's about classic rock being today, today as immediately after the 1990s and then they play imagine dragons <laughs> yeah. a weird a weird combo but they frame it with that opening is a sign that says office in helvetica <gasps> Helvetica is dun, that dun. the typeface that is like the most boring, the most mundane, the most. It's just like when you see certain fonts, you're like, oh, I know that. But when you see Helvetica, you're like, 
That's sure a word. This is going to be a real exciting Lorem, tax form that Lorem I'm filling out. Ipsum Delore Sidomet. <laughs> There's a little type joke for have all you, of you type have, designers have out you there. Have you seen, this has been going around this weekend, have you seen the uh, the Starbucks packaging where they actually, like, it's one of those weird salads that they make that are just they like- They left the Lorem Ipsum on it? Yeah, it says like Lorem Ipsum and cheese. <gasps> uh, oh my God, I did see that. Yeah. I thought that was a joke. No, that that one is real. That actually oh, made it out. that's so good. Yeah, it truly is spectacular. But I think it also speaks to that Helvetic in a way always feels a little placeholdery. It feels yes, like something- it, Yes, it feels like when you turn on like Illustrator. Yeah. It's going to be when you just like place down a text box. It's going to be that that first one, even though I think it's exactly it's not enter. What's the normal one that I don't remember? Well, yeah, I think it's like it probably varies based on system. Like, yeah, I think on Mac OS it is Helvetica, but on oh, Windows it really? it's Arial probably or I don't think it is. Calibri, Kendara, because I'm a Windows user. You but are I don't, a Windows I don't remember head. what it is. Yeah, you're a gamer. I'm a gamer. You're a gamer. <laughs> Call me. A gamer. That's why you have that Alienware PC with all the uh, ground effects on it. I don't want to be claimed as an <laughs> Alienware user. I'm an We've H- gone too far. I'm an HP haver. <laughs> HP. I mean, even HP feels very, very the office. It feels it does. like, yeah, if they H- would have a product placement deal. Uh, they would put all of their packaging in Helvetica. Yeah. But like, the weird thing is we see this font everywhere. Yeah, like we're very everybody knows Helvetica, even if you can't identify it. Yeah. But like, what is it? Because it's been around forever. Yeah. If only we had we had some way of knowing. If only. Oh, wait. I, you know what? I, I know you hear that buzzer. I'm actually expecting a package. Sean, I know this is like super this unprofessional. This is so unprofessional. Like I had my phone on during oh, a previous recording. I, but I like I can't miss this package. So I'm going to just like go and, and check on the door real quick. And oh, <gasps> oh, it, it, why this? It's Freya. What Surprise. are you doing here, Freya? Like you're not delivering my package, <laughs> you're not are the you? The mailman. You Picture don't... me popping out. Of <laughs> That's what I'm doing. You are. I just bitch. popped out of a box. Wait, guys. Freya delivered a package that actually contained Freya in it, and I don't Freya know how. Yeah, it's a it's a free assumption. Well, you, you know that fa- the podcast Fontroversy is actually sponsored by Inception. It's not. <laughs> no way. It's not. I need to stop doing this, but it's going to continue. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. Inception now available on Fontroversy.com. Fontroversy.com. Oh no, <laughs> no it's not. Oh, it's no. not. We don't, don't have the budget for this. I'm a liar. Don't are, listen to me. We already had to pay so much money to the Inception folks in that last episode <laughs> because we used their Inception, Inception bong. Sound. Freya, hey, hey. welcome, <laughs> welcome to the, the closet. I'm glad we can get you so out of much. that box and into this slightly larger box. Thank you. I'm really, I'm a little bit sore. Box was pretty cramped. Yeah, but glad <laughs> to be out. It's so weird that you happen to be here at this moment because you, from what I understand, are a expert on Helvetica. Helvetica, yeah, a Helvetica expert, if you will. I'm totally a Helvetica expert, guys. Thanks. PhD. Uh huh. I went to school. I went to this school called PSU actually. Oh yes. I've never, never heard of it. You you went to you went to PSU to get your bachelor's, but you got your PhD from the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. So I heard through 
the box. The Through way the box. <laughs> you guys maybe have some opinions on Helvetica, and I want to know, like, what do you think your first experience was, like, seeing Helvetica? Where do you Ooh. think you first saw it? I actually remember this. Helvetica is probably the first typeface that I was able to identify. Whoa. I was a, I was an early Mac user for, you know, my age, which I believe we got our Mac in 94 and we had a copy of Kid Picks. Oh and in my Kid Picks, God. When you added typefaces, they were listed in these little boxes down at the bottom and it was always an R and the R in Helvetica is very distinct. It's that, that it's yeah. sort of it's curved and in, in like that little leg on it just kind of kicks out at the very end. And I was fascinated by that leg because it's so weird and it's not like any other typeface really. And I, so, you know, being somewhat of an investigatory kid, I went and I figured out what typeface that was. And I, I still remember like the, Immediate disappointment of typing that R and it not looking quite as good as the nice crisp R in the little square at the bottom. But that was my introduction in a lot of ways to Helvetica. Wow. How old were you again? I, 94, so I was probably <laughs> eight. Wow. Yeah. Eight Seven or eight. Kid picks. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that? No. Um, I have kind of a similar-ish experience. Yeah. So I remember very vividly in the first grade, which... I don't even remember what year that was. We were making like introductory slides. We were learning. It, it was on Microsoft PowerPoint. Wow. And we each had to make ourselves like we were learning to type and everything. So we had to make ourselves a slide. I think it was on like the back to school night for the parents. They could see like what the kids made. Oh. And we had to put like our name, our age, a thing we like and a thing we don't like. <laughs> And I remember I thought Helvetica was a really funny word and I couldn't say it, but I was like, that's a funny thing. And I I don't remember what I put for my like, but I do. I remember I put I dislike Jack Johnson <laughs> and I don't know why because I, oh, I didn't even know who he we was. We must clarify the boxer or the singer. The singer. Okay. The singer. You love and her. I like Jack Johnson, so I don't know what <laughs> my six-year-old brain was like, I hate Jack Johnson. Is it maybe that you didn't really have a concept of hate yet? I think yet? I heard his name and was like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> Which is weird, because I was a big Curious George fan growing up, and he did Upside Down, the Curious George movie. Oh. So I objectively was a fan yeah. of Jack Johnson. I'll, so, I think yeah. all kids are, because... I think all kids like Curious George. Absolutely. I like Curious George. I love Curious George. Man in a yellow hat. Who doesn't Man love that? Man in a yellow hat. I actually, my childhood best friend's dad is in Jack Johnson's band. What, really? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> Shout out. Hey, Jaden. That's got to be. Hey, to this. Hey. That has got to be Zach. the chillest job in music, for Probably. sure. What a good vibe. Yeah. yeah. He just seems like a chill dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was always going nice. to say Amber is the color of their energy, but that's, that's a different that band. That is a different band. So many people don't know that song. I reference it a lot, and a lot of people. Really? What? I don't know if, like, maybe. Well, is that. Eight? I guess 311 isn't 311. really yeah. doing, I knew it was doing three business something. anymore. Anyways. Yeah. Speaking of Helvetica, speaking of Helvetica, sharp. Let's make a sharp pivot. To <laughs> sharp pivot. Yes. You um, turn on a one-way street. <laughs> you're backing up. You're, you get to turn. the middle point, and you're like, oh, let's, yeah. I, uh, maybe somebody should get out and like double check whether I'm going to hit both the buildings. Hundred percent. Yeah. So true. 
I think I was thinking long and hard about my own question, mm-hmm. and the answer is I don't know. <laughs> when I first saw Helvetica, but probably in many of the brands that use Helvetica as their logo, that's probably yeah. my first yeah, experience probably. with it. To name a few, Target, Jeep, the North Face, Off-White, Toyota, Mattel, oh Staples, wow. Panasonic, BMW, Harley Davidson. What? Etc. <laughs> I never put this together. That's so many, and also Harley Davidson. I know there. that one surprises Whoa. me. I think it's it's been doctored. That's but. a weird vibe. <laughs> I would not have expected. Like I I never put together. These are Target. Target. We see that all the time, and I never connected that that was Helvetica. Yeah. I also that's kind of that says a lot about Helvetica. I think. Well, now I'm curious. Yeah. I want to know more. Yeah, where, like, <laughs> what's the origin of Helvetica? Where does it come from? Is... Where, where Thank you it... so much for asking, because <laughs> I actually have a PhD in Helvetica. Oh as established. Yeah. From the as school established. Of hard from the School of Hard Knocks. Well, to talk about Helvetica, we're going to have to go back to the 1950s. Time machine. Woo-hoo. Now we're in the 50s. So fun. In Switzerland. Oh. Because Helvetica is Swiss. Yes. Love that. Swiss modernism, Sean, is neutral. It's asymmetrical. It's simple. There's not a lot of ornamentation. It's also known for its use of grotesque sans serif typefaces. Mm -hmm. Helvetica. Yeah. (gasps) Is that like rooted in it? I mean, like that aesthetic, I think, is so ubiquitous. Even still now, like you were talking about, like the North Face, it it presents this very fancy look, and I think it that has carried on from the 50s into today. What are the origins of that? Where does that come out of? So when Helvetica was created, Switzerland, again, had a reputation for just being very cutting edge. They were killing it in the modern design world. Yes. <laughs> and it was actually created by two people, Max and Edward. It was developed by the Haas Type Foundry of Basel, Switzerland, and Hoffman was actually the president of the foundry, and Max Miedinger was a freelance graphic designer. He formerly worked at Haas as a salesman and a designer. Huh. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. So probably he kind of maybe had an ear to the ground about what people were actually looking yeah. for in buying tight. Having yes. that, that outside perspective a little bit. Yeah. Yes, because at the time, there was a font family called Accidents. Oh, yeah. Accidents. I love right? Accidents. Yeah. Right? Which is like a 19th century kind of grotesque. Like Yes. These, these early sans serif typefaces that are, I mean, the name grotesque, I know, comes from like when they were first created, it was like this sort of abomination. Like it was meant to increase legibility at small sizes because it lost all the brackety serifs that mm-hmm. made typefaces look fancy and nice. Yeah. So it was really popular and Swiss foundries, they wanted to capitalize that and make more streamlined versions of that font. So there was three modern interpretations that were released in 1957. Neue Grotesque a.k.a. Helvetica, Folio, huh. and Universe. Neuhaus Grotesque was renamed Helvetica in 1960, which there was some controversy <gasps> because a vocal minority of de- designers said it was inferior to the original Cadence Grotesque. They just were like, mm, sorry, this new version, new name, sucks, what? hate it. 
it's kind of a thing of like it's lost accidents has so much character to it it does it's it's got some stroke weight variation it's got some of the more traditional aspects like it doesn't have the you know the the weird kicky leg that drew my eye in the early days it's got a straight leg it does and i wonder if some of it is like maybe how we think of ariel now where it's Mm. like a little bit of an abomination it's this weird (laughs) mechanized thing all the stroke weights are very even throughout it's not fun necessarily comparatively it's just kind of like is yeah it just is there it's like this testament to industrialization and like (laughs) corporatization fun. it so is super fun. corporate it's very yeah, like you said super consistent i actually like helvetica <laughs> i don't dislike helvetica but it just like it it is a little more straight and narrow yeah totally it's just super uniform and i understand people not liking that actually it's funny because paula share said she didn't use it if you don't know paula share she's a very famous graphic designer oh yes look her up she's cool she's very cool very this is cool. a quote from her she said i was also morally opposed to helvetica because i viewed Whoa. the big corporations that were slathered in helvetica as sponsors of the vietnam war so therefore Whoa. if you used helvetica you were in favor of the vietnam war so how could you use it i was i'm how? not in favor of the vietnam <laughs> war i think we should leave vietnam I yeah, yeah we yeah. are Probably. we are in the Vietnam era right now. We time traveled again. Oh no, that's really bad. Yeah, this is all <laughs> bad. It's all bad. Yeah, yeah. I, is there a reason that Helvetica was associated with the Vietnam War? Yeah, I guess they just used it in oh promote, like pro- it's propaganda. That, yeah. that corporate. So, I oh. think at that time Helvetica was this extremely utilitarian thing. This ubiquitous typeface like everything was getting helveticized mm-hmm. yeah um, i mean it, it is a font that is very easy to read at both large and small scale so i can understand why that would be like a go-to for like poster making and stuff like that yeah that's wild it looks good bold it looks good it sure lightweight. does it i looks... love bold helvetica yeah oh, it's so nice it's i'm uh i've been i've used that <laughs> yeah. i've used that many times also, Helvetica wasn't popular in the States until it was renamed to Helvetica from Neue Hausgrotesque, oh. and the renaming helped to make it more accessible and more popular overseas in the 60s. Yeah, and if you're wanting to capture, like, you know, people who are kind of on the cutting edge and know about kind of Swiss design, Helvetica means, like, Switzerland. Does <laughs> so, it actually? Yeah, it does. The more you know. Do, 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 do. So like, you know, that is going to be like the biggest signifier of all that wow. like this is this is the typeface of Swiss design. Totally. And I wonder if people view it as kind of the sort of like corporate stuffiness. Yeah. Like, for example, in the 60s, the Thai family universe that Helvetica was like modeled after, Linotype wanted to use it for the machines, but the designer didn't want to modify it at all. He just simply Whoa. refused to change the characters from a 16 degree angle slant to a 12 degree angle slant. And what so, a, what a ask! The distribution it didn't reach. It lagged behind Helvetica in America. So that's kind of funny. That, that, like, that's they like, were so. <laughs> yeah. It needed to be exactly as they designed it, and yeah. I mean, how dare they even? They even question. <laughs> That is a major it's perfect ask. as it is. A yeah. Perfect as it is. You want me to rotate it? 
Also, How I'm saying dare. I'm saying ask with a K. I don't mm. know if that was obvious. Is it in Helvetica? It's in it's in Helvetica. Another question mm. for you guys: Have either of you ever taken the subway? I have actually in a city called New York. Maybe. I've never been to the East Coast. Oh. oh. You should go. I, sh- I no, I don't think you have to. I think you're good. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been on the New York City subway. It's it stinks. It's bad. Sorry, you New York listeners. Your subway smells bad. Anything else maybe about the subway? You know, a lot how, of rats. Were the signs really nice and oh, yeah, readable? Actually, it's funny that you bring that up. Yeah, there were a lot of signs well, that felt very standardized and very very of a of a Helvetica vibe, perhaps. That's funny you should say that yeah. because <laughs> actually in nineteen eighty nine the New York Metropolitan Transit Authority replaced all its subway signage with a more consistent and readable version. And they chose Whoa. Helvetica. So the original design was not Helvetica. Correct. What was it? It was actually a typeface called standard. Oh, interesting. As standard as you can get. Yes. So standardizing later on Helvetica probably was a decision not unlike the Ikea decision a couple years ago to switch everything to Verdana because (laughs) everybody had Verdana installed. Like its ubiquity became like this thing that like made it more possible to use. I mean, like even I've never been to New York. But I know exactly what you're talking about. It's so well known. Like somebody, it's kind of like that universal design knowledge. Like that's just one of the things that you can show somebody and they're like, yeah, that's New York subway. Yeah. Yeah. It's really recognizable. I think they chose it because Helvetica is really neutral, like I've said. And it's, it's so neutral that like you can't really infer any other meaning from the typeface. So just kind of like you said, it just kind of exists. Well, which is nice for something for the corporate stuff like we've talked about and also for signage i think i would i would actually push back on that a little bit cuz so? i don't believe there is such a thing as a neutral typeface i think like some of that is Whoa. cultural controversy i know here. we're getting some controversy oh, right here on the air but like ultimately our perception of neutral is a cultural perception that is true and it is often often perceived by you know certain things in the moment that we're in uh like like I said, I mean, these typefaces started out as grotesques because they were seen yeah. as kind of abominations, things for like cheap printed material. Uh, but like, you know, this this perception of them being neutral, I think, is very recent. And I don't I don't necessarily see it being so true because I think a lot of people's perception of Helvetica is corporate yeah it's corporate true. man so it totally that's true. depends on context because if you're using helvetica and a much more like i've definitely used it in some like more fun design and yeah. stuff and it can definitely be read as not neutral at all it's like kind of bold and playful so like context is so important there very important yeah because helvetica is also used on u.s tax forms is it actually <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh god! It's one of the two the most joyful places in the world. They're, right. So whoa. Wait. What's the other type? Do you know? Is it Franklin? It it's be- Times New Roman. Oh no! Wow. Yeah. So that, that's an interesting. Truly a banal pair. Um. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, in that context, Helvetica is not fun because yeah, doing your taxes doing is your taxes. not fun <laughs> yeah. ever. Um. But i mean i like the subway signage i think the subway signage is iconic and people put it on t-shirts yeah and like you said you use it for projects that make it fun mm-hmm. um 
you can do many different things. You can. With Helvetica. I do want to circle back, though, to, to yes. the subway signage. So it didn't start out as Helvetica. It started out as standard. Correct. And I think even today, we have a lot of things that are Helvetica alikes. I invoked the name Ariel. <gasps> um, and if I, say it, if I say it three times, it will appear like Bloody Mary. So don't don't let me say it again. But like, what is it that... I, I guess there's so many weird like ripoffs to you know to coin a phrase like that out there. Like, why are there, and what like what is their story? Probably because Helvetica is so successful and popular, so people want to capitalize off that. They want to make money. They want their font to be popular. And if one thing's being successful, then you know people think if they copy it, then they're also going to be successful. Yes. But there, I'm also curious about like the less cool variants, and specifically <laughs> Ariel. Like, yeah. where does Ariel come from? How does that fit into this, this story? This is an Ariel hate podcast. You know, it's funny because my notes in Google Docs are an Ariel. <laughs> they are. Yeah. If only we could find the person responsible for that. <laughs> Capture them. Um, Send them to a box in, say, the viewers, back of an art building. For, for our listeners, it was Sean. <gasps> <gasps> yeah, I did do that. Ariel <laughs> is a little bit rounder than Havatica. Like, if you look at the actual uh, letter forms. Oh, yeah. It's got it's some curves softer. where there's not curves yeah. in Havatica. Open corners. Um, some people might say that it's less elegant than Helvetica. I don't know if I have an opinion on that personally, but yeah. I think when I think of Arial, I think of Google Docs, what I <laughs> like changing. I think it is that when you go into Google Docs, it that's is what it first automatically okay, Arial. Yeah. yeah. I think about how every time I've written a paper for school, I have to change it from Arial to Times New Roman. And I used to hate Arial because I hated doing that extra step. <laughs> it's like god damn <laughs> again i think you can change the default template you know but the high school so me, much work yeah that's so how dare you even suggest that but i like hating sean you do i i shouldn't <laughs> we love i shouldn't try to stop on, people here on fontroversy <laughs> <laughs> welcome but, to the hate train everyone but yeah, it's definitely a little like I don't know. It feels a little more lifeless. <laughs> it does. Like, yeah. Do you think that's because we see it a lot? It could be, but it also could be like from my personal standpoint, knowing like the usage behind Helvetica, where it comes from. Like there was a lot of purpose when mm -hmm. it was made, and Ariel feels like it was made just as like a cash grab almost. It does. Well, and I wonder if it was made maybe even as a, not so much cash grab, but literally a anti-cash grab of maybe Microsoft not wanting Free to pay fall. for and they don't want the to pay licensing. For You're so right. So they're just going to make a copy. That's... Yes. You heard it here first. Indeed. Yeah. Because like Helvetica has been named one of the most popular fonts in the world. It's so, still like, pretty popular. It's quite I, yeah, popular. Yeah, I think it's still, I would say that is probably true still but so why wouldn't you if you're a big corporation yeah like you said you don't want to pay you're just gonna make something that looks exactly like the most popular font in the world because people are going to use that yeah if there's anybody that doesn't have money it's microsoft <laughs> yeah microsoft's right. really hard up <laughs> God. Oh God. Um, but it's pretty popular right now 
I think about um, brands, a lot of high fashion brands have rebranded and changed their logos from like serif typefaces to sans mm-hmm. serif. Yes, like, those geometric sanses mm, that are oh, all so so many, so many. lifeless. Um, yeah, they're very like we're minimalist. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. which is weird when like. Balenciaga has like a similar logo to Target. Like that just doesn't yeah. like make sense and to me. Target like makes sense as yeah. Helvetica, but Balenciaga, you're like, I'm expecting that. Not only is it like a fancy brand, but feet. it's like it's gotta have it's gotta have some feet. Yeah. It's it's just a little more, it's like it's gotta have some pizzazz. Yeah. Exactly. But they're probably, you know, looking at the design world and being like, oh, everyone's using this like sans serif stuff. Like we should do that too because clearly that's what's cool and what people want. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious here on here on controversy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about controversy. Yes. Oh yeah. Helvetica is very popular. So yes. through that, I'm imagining there is some commentary around it. Definitely. I think I don't know if I've heard any of my like friends who don't do design express strong opinions on Helvetica. But I do know people who do design, like all of us, have very strong opinions. Yes. yes. Like I said, Paula Cher said that stuff about it being big corporations, and she doesn't like using it because it, she associates it with supporting the war. Um, how some other quotes from some people, and they go all over the place. Manuel Krebs said that if you are not a good designer, or if you are not as a if you are not a designer at all, just use Helvetica. Bold in one size. It looks good. Huh. I Which can't is... tell if that's like... I know. Is that supposed to be like a kind of quip at... Like, <laughs> I, it's very that, unclear. Because it, it starts and you're like, oh, well, thanks. Yeah. But then yeah. it's like, it looks good. And it, it, it feels <laughs> like a lot of people, especially in the 70s and 80s, took that maybe too much to heart. Right. And did yeah. exactly that. Yeah. And only that. <laughs> yeah. It does, I think he's kind of saying it's a cop-out. I think a lot of people do think it's a cop-out. Like, just, oh, whatever, I'm just going to put it in Helvetica. Um, but it does look good. I mean, you know, things that are popular are popular for a reason. Very in true. In my opinion. <laughs> like, people get mad at, like, things, like, design specifically. Like, trendy design. Yeah. Why? But it's, like, it's it's trendy for a reason. Like, it's effective. Yeah. Right. Right, so why wouldn't you use that? I mean, I don't know. Not everything needs to be like extremely cutting edge, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's also, I mean, Helvetica goes through periods too, where it's in and out of vogue. Like it was very much out of vogue when I was in school still, because I I was coming off the grunge era, where oh, yeah. you know it really did mm. read as extremely corporate and extremely like boring. And I think it's it's gone through a big revival yeah, in the past twenty years. There- isn't there a documentary? Uh, yeah, there is, in fact, a wonderful documentary about Helvetica. Helvetica. Yeah, I uh, believe. Oh, did we? I think I had to watch that for a class. Yes, I believe it is. <laughs> maybe, it is standard maybe, that feels part of like a, uh, a page layout uh, thing, oh. a homework assignment. I think we had. But yeah, like it. It has. It has this ubiquity, and it has had this revival. One thing that really struck me, though, I've been working on a project with some folks. And our client recently, like, you know, it's this layout project. There's a couple different typefaces in it. There's a serif. And then there's a 
you know, uh, I believe it's actually Neue Haas Grotesque, going back to the original version. Uh, one of the pieces of feedback we got was that the sans serif Neue Haas Grotesque, the more Helvetica than Helvetica Helvetica, was childish. Oh my God, Whoa. I heard about this. Yes, which is such an interesting bit what? of feedback. I would never associate it with the term childish. But I think it's that also maybe it maybe speaks to like, it's going now through this this period again where it's yeah. going to be rejected, but on different grounds, on grounds that of it being wild. not corporate, but on grounds of it being too, too playful. Play- oh, my gosh. <gasps> yeah. See, that is like the trend cycle, right? This happens with people. This happens with clothing items. This happens with, obviously, apparently fonts, too. Yeah. It's like something becomes so, so popular, and once it reaches this certain level of popularity, then people turn on it and decide to hate it and decide it's uncool suddenly. When I used to be one of those like hipsters that was like, I liked this before it was cool, so now I'm going to hate it. Right. And now I'm like- <laughs> We'll do it. Now I'm like, I, I just like things because they're good. Let yeah. me enjoy a thing. And I enjoy Helvetica. Thank you. Me you too. You know, and I, I think even though I started this with, with some Helvetica you, hate You started heart, this with I'm a little honest, thorn in your side. I yeah. sure did. I, I think this has yanked that thorn right out. And now I'm looking at it. And actually, it was a feather all along. Oh, and wow. And it drift it, into the heavens. It was about the friends we made along the <laughs> it way. It was about the friends we made along the way. Hooray. Thanks, Max. Thank Ed- Edward. <laughs> Edward. I was like, Edward. who's Max? Max is, and I forgot. The creator. <laughs> I don't think his name is Edward. <laughs> I, I said Edward. Well, okay. It's Edward. Yeah, it's, it has it's a U. spelled yeah, E D U A R D. So like Ed- Edward. Oh, Edward. Yeah. Like a, it might like be a, pronounced uh, like Edward. I thought mm-hmm. I thought you were saying Edward. No. <laughs> God. Like Edward, but one of the O's Swiss, is missing. Swiss isn't a. Is Swiss a language? Uh, I don't. Th- I, I think in Switzerland wait. they speak French and German. Yeah, I believe oh, so. Too. So if it, if it if it is German, it would be Edvard. Edvard. Yes. That makes sense. Well, guys, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you oh so much. Gosh. I feel like I've learned thank so you. much about Helvetica here. This is just me. I like Helvetica, so I yeah, just I'm like casually <laughs> in a box. Oh hey, Helvetica. Like Love let, her. yeah, just it, it was great that you ended up to be in that box when you when you came by. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, do you have to get back in the box now? Like, do I have to take I you do. to the UPS store? Yeah, unfortunately, oh, no. actually, I'm not at my final not, destination. It is no. not too far away. It's, luckily, I wish they hadn't like made this new kind of UPS where there's like just people in between. Right. I mean, I'm sure it's cost saving for them because they don't have to have any UPS employees anymore. It's cheaper than. T- Taking a flight, I guess so. But it's return a whole to lot sender. Longer. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go, I guys. Want, Who's I the sender? Me. Oh no. Yeah, because don't you remember Freya brought the box? Freya did the bring box. the box. And, and and they were in the box. Yeah, it was oh a weird God. sort of time space continuum. <laughs> and then we were flip. sponsored by Inception. We're not sponsored by Inception. <laughs> we're not sponsored by Inception, to be clear. Wouldn't it be funny? Although, if, if friends at Inception, if you want to give me money for this, please. <laughs> Remember that movie that was made like a decade ago? Was it a decade ago? I feel like I think so. And I think I he's like made like two movies since then, the guy. I don't remember. Who's Maybe. the guy in it? I don't remember. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, uh, it was. Him. This is a Leo. Remember him. In my head, the Inception title is in Helvetica, but it's not for no. the record. But when I picture it's it like a, in my brain right now, that's what I'm it seeing. It all comes full circle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Comes full circle. Our version full of Inception box. in our world, in this dream world, is it's in Helvetica. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Freya. And thanks to all of you for listening. If you'd like, spread the word by visiting fontroversy.com. You can find our Instagram there with tons of pictures of the work we mentioned here. Our segment producer of this episode was Freya Cargard. Our researcher was Robert Diddy. And our story editor was Izzy Gavaza. The show is designed by us, the students of Portland State University Graphic Design Program, as part of Sean Schumacher's Design 399 Public Design Communication in spring of 2023. To learn more about all this stuff we have at PSUGD, check out psu.gd or at PSUGD on Instagram. That's controversy. I'm Lena Hall. I'm Sean Schumacher. And I'm Freya Cargard. And remember to keep it 30 flirty and flaunting. <laughs> I can't believe you went with that one. I. It was the best choice. It was the best choice. You're welcome. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look up how to pronounce it. Thank you.